Hello, you're listening to Freelance Mum, the mother of all juggling acts, with me, Faye Dicker. And me, Laura Rawlings. Right, hands up who's got lockdown locks or who's had the chop at home, or who is roughing it like me and is just wearing a hat for most of the time. Um, We thought we'd talk about home haircuts, didn't we, Faye? You've already been one of the brave and let your other half have a go. Yes, I have. And... um... Well, he did a darn sight better job than I was already attempting to. It doesn't help that I've got short hair. So, you know, it, there wasn't much scope to pull it forwards. And the two minor snips that I'd made were already wonky. Um, so I did have help with a Zoom call um, and a hairdresser guiding him through. It's not completely horrendous. Amazing. It is acceptable. Um but I don't know how many more home haircuts I'd like to experience if I'm absolutely <laughs> honest. We're absolutely not alone on this, are we? Ella, I understand that you are a hairdresser. Um, you're based in Cornwall. Um, tell us, first of all, tell us a bit about what it's like in Cornwall at the moment. Well, I, I live in Cornwall, Faye, but I actually, my business is in Clifton in Bristol. But you, you are right, in lockdown, I'm at home in Cornwall. And Cornwall is a lovely place to be at the moment. I feel a bit um, guilty, to be honest, because the weather's been beautiful and we're in lovely surroundings. Um, so it's been quite a nice place to, to be under siege. <laughs> and how is it yeah. as a hairdresser? I mean, we were just chatting a little bit just now off air about the prospect of when you reopen the doors. If we were to reopen tomorrow, let's just say, how many appointments do you think you'd have to go back to? Um, well, we, we know how many people um, will have missed appointments during the closure. I spoke to our software company and that is around 500 that need to be reallocated. Wow. Um, which is obviously fantastic. You know, we're delighted that the demand is there. But because I personally will be doing um, all of the movement of bookings remotely, um, it it is going to be quite a mammoth task. So we just need to be really, really clear that when we advertise that date and release all of our comms to our clients, that we are going to be able to definitely honour that date because I don't want to mess people around. Um, And, you know, have to go back and then reschedule things again. And are you planning to manage that by doing very long days or bit by bit? Are you chomping at the bit to get back into the saddle again? Um, yeah, I, I personally and my team, you know, we, we love what we do. And I think um, really the novelty has worn off. I think initially <laughs> the first couple of weeks, maybe we were all guilty of thinking, oh, you know, it's not supposed to be a holiday, but it is a little bit of time off for some people. You know, obviously some people are working 10 times harder. But for us, we, we're lacking structure. We're missing the interaction of seeing clients daily, sometimes 10 people a day that I consider to be friends personally, because I've known mm. some of them for 13 years. Um, and we, we're desperate to get back, but also without 100% clarity around how the way that we work is going to change, which it without doubt is going to Um, I think we're going to end up phasing staff back in. So perhaps having a skeleton team in initially, um, we're going to have to space ourselves out in the salon. So we'll be using the two floors and having to uh, mark out two metre distancing like they are in supermarkets at the moment. And I am making provision for buying um, washable masks, um, loads and loads of sanitizers and trying to think about how we can preempt the change in the style of our work. Mm. Do you have, I know there'll be whatever government policy comes out, and obviously you'll be taking your lead from that, but do you have um, an idea in mind about when things may ease or when you might personally want to uh, open your business back up? Well, I was, I was just saying to Faye, um, 
off air, you know, loosely, we are aiming for a relaunch date of the 25th of May, I think now. But I have to keep that very fluid because, you know, as much pressure as um, the government are being put under, they really are very reluctant to spell out to us um, when we can do that. And I don't want to put my staff or my clients at risk. So I will be completely guided by by the government's um, advice on this. Mm. Um, I, I think I've spoken to lots of other people in the industry, some global companies, and they are starting to think about remobilising from the week commencing the 11th. Now, I, I think that's a little bit ambitious. Um, and as I said, I don't want to create more work, mess people around. Um, so I think aiming for the 25th at the moment is, is what we as a team and a business have in mind. And do you, from the conversations you've had with clients or the sort of correspondence you've been having with them, do you sense that they are, we know people want to get their hair cut, <laughs> but do they want to come back into a salon? What what kind of sense are you getting from them? Well, it, it's an interesting point, Laura, but they do. Um, I'm, I'm actually quite surprised. One of my colleagues was saying that she, uh, she's actually self-employed, um, but she was saying that people are saying, just come around to my house. Um, I'm desperate, you know, don't worry about my immunity or I'll come in undercover. You know, there are bootleg hairdressers and beauticians, apparently, going around to people's houses and charging three times the amount. Um, And and that does surprise me. And whilst it's lovely to be appreciated, I think we need to be very, very careful. You know, you wouldn't be insured to do that. Um, And I, I just think being patient and and doing your hair properly in an ideal world is always going to be better. And we could be, you know, a few weeks away from coming back to some kind of normality. Um, and, and we as hairdressers would rather um, clients could wait and, and do it properly. What do you anticipate is going to be the uh, typical um, hairdresser or a typical haircut or demand when they walk back into the salon again? <laughs> Um, well, it's it's going to be colour correction, <laughs> yeah. I, I would imagine, which is a nightmare for, for hairdressers. A colour correction versus a normal colour. Um, it can take twice as long. It can be twice as expensive. And I just don't think um, the average individual kind of thinks about that before they go out and buy a box dye. And, you know, that their desperation in the moment, they're like, I must do this. But actually, you could be looking at three months, four months to rectify it, more costs, more time in the salon. So in the long run, is it really worth it? So that leads rather nicely then into the, the home hairdressing angle. For those of us who are eyeing up our roots with this a brown or grey halo effect that we, you know, wasn't and it wasn't the intention, wasn't our desire. What advice do you have then? So um, I, I did do um, a video tutorial on our um, IGTV about this quite recently because I was inundated with messages from clients saying, oh, my God, what should I do? And the truth is, if you're blonde, um, if you're wanting to go lighter with highlights, I'm afraid there's no help for you. You just need to hang on. Bear in mind that roots are fashionable. Balayage is all about a rooty look. So I just embrace it. Hold if, on. What what look am I saying that I've a now got? Lovely word. <laughs> yeah. That's that's you, babe. That is totally you. Excellent. As long as there's a fancy word, who cares that I look a bit daft? Yep, fine. You, you wear it very well, Laura. But um, I think if you are darker and, you know, I do sympathise. I have a few greys myself, which I very naughtily pluck out, okay, because I can at the moment because they're sparse. But if you have really, really solid grey coming through and you're doing... Um, you know, Skype calls and still working, it really upsets you. It makes you feel rubbish about yourself. I completely understand there might be a desire to go out and buy a box dye. 
I gave some advice in the video basically saying don't change your colour, just match what you have, explaining about um, how the numbers of colouring work. So that's um, the international colour chart dictates the first number is how dark, the second number is how warm or cool. Um, and just saying to colour just your roots and not take colour through the ends, because really this is just or should be hopefully an interim um, to just a quick fix to get you through to going back to your much-loved real hairdresser. Mm. And what about the cut? Oh, no, in fact, before we go to the cut, um, what about, you know, is there anything else that you could do without going straight to the bottle? What about the old, I can remember when I was a teenager growing up, I used to put, like, lemon juice on my hair in a bid to try and blonde it. Would that be worth <clears> doing or not really? Um, so those are, are kind of lightening procedures. And to be honest, I mean, the sun, I think, has disappeared for a bit, but they're not really going to work. And they're, they're supposed to be used in conjunction with um, lots of sunlight. So you'd almost accelerate a little bit of natural sun-kissed highlighting, but they won't really do much for you now. Okay. Um, what you about can... eyeshadow on the roots? I've seen that you could, you could. Um, someone said, look, you can just, you know, apply a little bit of eyeshadow on the roots, certainly at the front. <laughs> Would that work? No, it wouldn't. Um, <laughs> not even temporarily is, not really and um, there is a product um called wow that is you know formulated specifically for that purpose it's not an eyeshadow but it comes in a powder format and um i've not used it myself but i have heard quite good reviews about the product so you can say it was just for um, a conference call you know quickly dust over the very visible <laughs> parting and that might you know be a quick fix um just mm. as a visual technique. And it's interesting that you say this, Ellen. I'm pleased that you're being realistic because it's all well and good saying, um, don't worry, in lockdown, who's going to see you anyway? But if you are doing a lot of conferencing still, and you, and mm. not only that, you keep seeing your own photo in the corner of, of the screen, <laughs> it can be a bit depressing mm. at times. And I do, personally, I don't think there's any shame when, in if it brightens up, if it lifts your spirits and makes you feel good, then what, what's wrong with that? Um, uh, putting on a bit of makeup and doing your hair. And most people probably haven't ever had to see their face for such periods of time whilst you're doing anything. Do you know my you know, husband? There's a number of people I know who've never done video um, calling before and are like, oh my goodness, I need to do something about my nose. About you know, I have to say, I shared this with my husband the other day. I said, I'm sick and tired of seeing my face in the corner of the room and it's really annoying me. He said, well, now you know how I feel. <laughs> Thanks. And you'll stay with him for however long. <laughs> no, <and> beyond. <laughs> Let's get back to these home haircuts, Ella. So if it's just, you know, we need to take some ends off here. You really do need a tidy up job. What is the best piece of advice and how do you go about that? Um, well, with a, with a cut, I don't ever think it's that desperate, really. I think you can wear your hair up. If you have a fringe that's grown out, you can change your parting slightly, pin it back, sweep it to the side. Utilise hair accessories, um, headbands, barrettes, wear a hat, things like that. You, you need to be a little bit creative. But if you, my ends actually at the moment are, are slightly frazzled. And my approach to it would be that I would uh, blow dry my hair completely straight. And then I'm going to ask my partner with a pair of clippers to just square off the baseline of the haircut. So that's the length mm. of the haircut. And that will you know cover a multitude of sins really if it's just the ends then that should see you through and ellie you've got long hair and i'm surprised you say clippers why not scissors is it because um i actually watched one of my colleagues husband um cut her hair the other day on our um, team whatsapp 
and she asked for an inch off and he took a man's inch like a two and a half yeah we know all about that yeah <laughs> so i was thinking with clippers it's quicker um you know it's it's linear anyway so hopefully it might be a little easier than mastering scissors because many people have never even held a pair of hair cutting scissors in the way that you're supposed to so they're going to be incredibly cat candid well, they're probably using the kitchen scissors, let's be honest, or yes. something they've used to cut paper with that probably aren't that sharp. Exactly. Cutting bacon in the kitchen. You know that's what's happening. <laughs> well, I, I have to put my hand up and say I've done all the things. That, well, not quite all the things. I haven't reached for the colour yet, and I'm still resisting that. I'm, I'm, I think I'm rocking the balayage, I believe. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, my husband cut my hair, and actually it, it made me feel better. It really did. It was, you know, I don't know, an inch off, off the bottom, and I've got a bob quite a, you know chin jaw length bob and he did a good job he did a good this job is a, this is advanced to be honest so you know it's a precision haircut i'm very impressed oh, if, he, if he wants a job <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you a before and after and you can give me your honest opinion um and but i meanwhile attempted the girls and i have to say it's the worst thing i've ever done and my eldest daughter cried and i had to uh, bite my tongue because I then stopped myself from crying because it really wasn't a good job. And what I'm did you I, do? How it, did you it was do it? well, it was just much short. I did I did follow a tutorial. I had the right scissors. I did the upright. You know the little snips going in, snip, snip, snip. So not a harsh line across, but it just got steadily higher by the time it reached the front. Um, and it was mm. much shorter on one side. And I can <laughs> see. I mean, it's just. It, she's lucky she's blessed with beautiful hair anyway and it has grown since then but in fact I'd rather take one for the team and let her have a bit of a trim when the hairdresser's open before me so that she feels mm. she feels com- <laughs> you know confident when she goes back to school um so yeah Aww. I did attempt it but I, I won't be doing that again hair, but it's a totally different thing she had like a mullet growing so she's just a toddler and I I've quite enjoyed seeing this mullet but her dad does not <laughs> like it so they keep moving as well. You know, they're impossible people to cut the hair off. So I just managed to kind of get the mullet, wrap it around my finger and then just chop it off. So there's no straight line. There's just simply removal of the long curly bit in the middle of the back. But, do you remember Posh Spice had this kind of haircut that came forwards like with longer bits towards her chin? Yes. Well, Lola's sort of got those long bits at the side. But at the back, at the nape of her neck, it's now quite tidy. <laughs> Oh, that was the pob, the posh yeah. pob. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I love Retro, it. Retro, poor Layla. It's and interesting yeah. that you were saying, though, Faye, about the, you know, the link between how we feel and how we look. And, and obviously, when you've had your hair done, you feel great. You know, you've got a little swing in, uh, spring in your step. Yes. But actually, if you attempt some home hair and you do a bad fringe trim or you destroy your hair colour that was perfect before you're going to feel quite bad, you know, Mm. in a time where already we're quite up and down, you know, this is unusual for us, we're struggling maybe anyway. So that's why I would say just really, really think it through. Um, You know, if it's just topping up the roots, then that's fine. But let's not go crazy, because it could end up going the other way. Can I just ask a question about clippers, just in case? (laughs) You may. Well, because we know they sold out really quickly, you know, suddenly it was the first thing everyone bought after toilet roll. Um, and <laughs> yeah, but I know. Well, I might be exaggerating the point slightly, but it was something <laughs> like that. And I know Will has said to me, oh, I really need my hair done. And he's got all these clipper things. My part, my sister's partner has um, told her that he, she he handed her the clippers on the right setting. She went all over and he was like not happy with what happened to his hair. So she's never going to be allowed to go near it. I, do you have any advice if I attempt to do Will's? Do I just simply go up and down on the just go up on the number that he says and just mind the ears? Because ma- male haircuts are different again, aren't they? 
Well, well, short hair, as a rule, it is much more complicated. You know, you can see mistakes much more on short hair, especially on women's short hair, actually. But, Laura, by all means, send me a picture of him and I can give you um, some more detailed advice afterwards. But if he has a, a standard short back and sides, yes. um, my advice on my tutorial was, even if they say they're adamant that they have a two, just humour me and go for a four initially. <laughs> because you can surprise yourself a little bit with how much comes off. And you, once you've made that first incision, you're like, oh, OK. But, you know, this dictates the rest of the haircut. So I would just, what we call um, this in, in the industry is optional length. So if you think you're going to take off two inches, just take off one first. And it's probably going to take you quite a long time. Um, so just pace yourself, do it really methodically. Make sure your clippers are fully charged. Um, mm. But I would always go in longer than you think initially. And then you can always refine the shape, especially around the hairline and the perimeter afterwards. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I make it sound easy, right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's newfound respect for hairdressers. I've always enjoyed oh, going to the hairdresser. And the funny thing was, watching the date um, arrive in the diary, and I sort of joked and said to my husband, well, I'm uh, going to the hairdressers on Tuesday, and I'm going to sit in the study with magazines and coffee for two and a half hours, <laughs> you know. And oh, don't... Wow. In but that, obviously, that didn't happen um, <laughs> at all. I personally cannot wait to you know, give myself a proper tidy up the uh, it's interesting to talk about the psychology of it all and it giving you that boost but as you rightly say Ella if it does go badly wrong that can have a completely adverse effect as well so whatever you do do it mindfully I suppose and um mindfully and uh what's the word and cautiously mm -hmm. definitely take the measures necessary to um for, for damage limitation but hopefully it won't be too much longer now. And and also the other thing you won't get, you know, doing your hair at home is is the experience. And I think, like you say, you know, sitting there with magazines, me time and relaxing. Actually, it's not always just about the aesthetic element. It's about switching off, you know, having time for yourself um, that you don't feel guilty about. Yeah. That's so true. And yes, because when in your hair salon, I know you do an essential ritual. So when Eddie next cuts your hair, Faye, you need to make sure that he does a little shoulder massage or maybe oh. you know, get some nice oils on your hand. I can't see Will's going to do this for me anytime soon, but I reckon Eddie could be could be persuaded. Oh, hello. I think I need to come to your salon because I like the sound of that a lot. I really, truly do. You'd be very welcome, Faye. 25th of March. Oh, May. May. <laughs> oh, right. I'm putting it in my diary. Bagsy, I have the first lot, please. I'll be the, no, I'll let Jemima go first. <laughs> I think that's only rightly so. Listen, it's been absolutely wonderful speaking to you, Ella. I do hope that we get to see you in person very soon. And thank you for all your home hairdressing tips. No problem. Lovely to meet you virtually. Take care. I look care. forward to seeing you soon for my hair job. Thanks for listening to Freelance Mum. Don't forget you can stay up to date with all the latest advice, loads of friendly chats and support in our online group, The Mothership. To find out more information, check out freelancemum.k.uk. Subscribe, like and share from whichever platform you get your podcast from. And join us next week as we speak to another expert on an issue that's important to you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.